is episode 271 of Nerds Eye View for the 12th of April, and we are reviewing Demolition. Yes. And you are Andrew. Yes. I am Jordan. Yes. And we have zero guests this episode. Yeah. Um, Sometimes you don't need them. Yeah, Tom's on assignment on the moon. He's uh, he. <laughs> this is news. He's uh, he's very method with his writing, oh. and he's writing a story on the moon. Oh, okay. So he wanted to go there, see what it's like. Mm-hmm. You know, really get into it. You know, you hear about actors going and becoming, you know, uh, convenience store clerks, mm-hmm. or or going and becoming a cattle rancher for a little while because they really want to understand and and get the motivation mm-hmm. of what that is. Tom's on the moon, mm-hmm. and I hear it's lovely this time of year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Benson, I hear he went to Neverland. Well, him, him, and Justin really got into the whole hook culture. They're they're uh, they're talking about hook like, on Benson Spielberg as a personal hook lover, and uh, knowing Benson as well as I do, I think it's because Benson was going back home. I mean, his last word to me were bangerang, as they should be. Yeah, that is the mantra of his generation. <laughs> and uh, like, look. Let's be real here. Benson's actually about 150 years old, but he just goes back to his homeland of Neverland and hangs out there for a while and then comes back. That's why he, he looks so youthful. Hmm. All right. And lovely. All right. But because of that, because our two wonderful co-hosts who, yeah. uh, who come on the show uh, as often as we love them to, uh, they're both on assignment. Uh, it's just you and I, mm-hmm. but it's still going to be a great show. It's just us. Yeah. In fact, it's, I mean, it's night now, but by morning it'll be the dawn of just us. Yeah, which as it should be. Mm-hmm. And there's no Beavis in that. <laughs> but I'd take a doge. Yeah. Oh, I'd love a doge. I love doges. They're the best. Uh, before our <laughs> review, <laughs> we're going to have our top 10, our new releases, and after our review, we're going to have our guess the ending. And at the very end of the show, we're going to have our discussion where we talk spoilers. So uh, if you haven't seen Demolition yet, uh, you, you can just skip out at the end of the show and go watch it. If you think we give a good enough reason why you should. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. 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 But let's do the top 10. I am number 10. Eye in the Sky, which is right over number 9. 10, Cloverfield Lane, which is feeling number 8. Uh, Allegiant, 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 whatever, uh, which is not number seven. God's not dead, too, but if he is, it's a number six. <laughs> Miracles from Heaven, which is exactly what you'd call number five. Hardcore Henry, who was not invited to number four. <laughs> My Big Fat Greek Wedding 2, which is what you might have if you're a bunny in number three. Zootopia. Which is nowhere near number two. Beavis Doge, which is subservient to number one. The Boss. The Boss beat Beavis Doge by $100,000. I love it. It couldn't even stay on top for a month. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Like uh, Marvel movies, Avengers. Stay around forever. Yeah. Couldn't I told even, you it was that percentage drop. We saw that. We saw that next week. Yeah, precipitous. It was, and it's even. just woo, woo. like it's just it's falling. Like it, it is a skier who decided to go into the moguls for the first time yeah. and is now tumbling down the mountain. Yeah. Uh, and I don't want to look too far ahead, but uh, I didn't even realize Jungle Book is coming out this coming weekend. What? And yeah, right. I feel like that just happened. Wow. And uh, that I think that could easily take the number one spot. Oh yeah. 
and oh yeah, who knows how everything else will shake out? It's a right. weird, wild world. And it's, I mean, we've we just recently added the previous week reek standings. Yeah, but uh, it is it is pretty consistent. Things are just dropping down levels mm-hmm, mm-hmm. consistently. So that's yeah, fairly consistently, yeah. right? And and Zootopia has been on for a month and a half already. Yeah, and it's still at number three. So what do you think? Do you think uh, Jungle Book might affect Zootopia? Yeah. Yeah, right? Yeah, it's a Disney movie. It's a kid's movie. And it's uh, obsten- Ostensibly, it's a kid's movie. Right. I'm not sure entirely how much children will like it. looks like it like might it. be a little darker and yeah. maybe a little scary for children. <clears throat> oh, I think very very much more scary. Yeah. Uh, there's like there's a part in the trailer where, uh, uh, what's his name? King Louie comes bursting out of a wall and looks terrifying. Yeah. And also, that's Christopher Walken. Yeah, which is that's, awesome. And that adds an extra level of terror. Yeah. I wouldn't want Christopher Walken as a giant monkey. Yeah. Coming at me. Well, Mowgli, Mowgli. I, I, I want you to come over here. <laughs> I can't do a good... We need Adam. Adam does yes. uh, Christopher Walken. Right. That's the only reason we should have had him we on should this have episode. Had him on. We should have He didn't even say. have to watch the movie. He could just be doing the Christopher Walken impressions. Uh-huh. Mowgli. Mowgli. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, Allegiant? Is that the last one? I hope so. Or you told me there was more? a part two, but it would say part one, wouldn't it? Well, actually, I mean, if you're pulling this right off of IMDb, I believe I mentioned this two or three weeks ago, where IMDb is doing this weird thing where it's using alternate titles sometimes. Yeah, Only sometimes. I, I noticed that too. And Allegiant is definitely more or less an alternate title to what this the full title is, uh, the, the, the something series. Oh, the Diversion series, Ali Giant. Ali Giant Part 1, I think would be... I thought they would put part one on there. I don't know. Maybe is this only the third or is this the second? I think it's the last one. I can't keep track of any of these. Yeah, I don't even try anymore. I'm not even kidding. Like, yeah, I'm done. There's that. There's Maze Runner. There's something else. Yeah. That's out there that Maze I don't Maze Runner know. got pushed back. You heard the guy got hurt. Well, yeah, that guy got he hurt. was in the hospital for a little while. Mm-hmm. He was so. almost Spider-Man. Almost. Good thing they didn't pick him. Yeah, but I hope he's got a speedy recovery. It would have really, really delayed the whole thing. Well, oh, I, yeah. I, I want to mention this now. Because it doesn't, doesn't have to do with the review of the movie. Oh, please. But before this film, they showed the new Civil War trailer. And that was oh. my first time seeing it on a big screen. And that was a real delight. Isn't that real nice? That was so good. It looks really good. That was so. There's so many good parts in that trailer. Mm-hmm. And seeing it real big, oh, oh, that's a good. It affects you. Yeah. It really does. That's a really nice trailer to see. Mm-hmm. I saw some good. I saw some bad trailers. I saw some good trailers. You know. Yeah, I mix. think. I don't know. We. I think we are both fans of, of good trailers. Mm-hmm. You know? I'm telling you, my, I still stand by that there needs to be someone who has the last word on what trailer is the last one that's played before the movie starts. Oh, please, yes. That sets the mood. Right. It sets the mood. Yeah, and, and it, it feels like it's just shotgun approach, like they just throw them up there. Yeah. They need to have it planned. I feel like there needs to be a plan. Something. There needs to be someone who has a, a genre taste refining done mm-hmm. to it. Because I think sometimes you definitely need a kind of like an just okay trailer to lead mm-hmm. into a film. Mm-hmm. It just depends on what's in the trailer, what the trailer is in relation to the film. It's and a it, whole, it's it a almost, science. It's a it, science. It almost doesn't even need to be like same genre, same type of movie. It doesn't even sometimes need to be. Sometimes it needs to be the opposite. Yeah. Like so, it just needs to be a, a consistent tone because mm-hmm. before Demolition, the the gamut of tones of movies was just all over the place. Mm-hmm. And I went into it going, what? I mean, I get that they have to show certain trailers. That's right. Like they're contractually obligated because of studio stuff. Mm -hmm. But you could put those at the beginning and then put the other ones that are better or more fitting. It should be an art, the way it kind of goes into the movie. I agree with you completely. Do we care too much? 
I think we watch more <laughs> movies than most people do. So this, we pay attention to this. Most people yeah. are, are still, I noticed the high percentage of people still on their phones until During the trailers, trailers are done. Whew. Like they're not even paying attention. I mean, I will do that rarely. No, I feel like I've never done that. Even though I super wanted to when there have been a handful of trailers that I hate mm-hmm. and they show before every movie. Yes. Uh, everybody wants some trailer. Yep. I think w- I got enjoyment out of it maybe once, maybe one and a half times. Right. Because I do still, I mean, I know you told me, you have insider info that the movie's not good. I mean, <laughs> but, it didn't, it didn't, it's hard as someone our age to appreciate being a handsome white baseball player in the 80s. Yeah. Uh, I don't connect, I mean, look it, I played football. Mm-hmm. Like out of everyone I know. You played a sport. I am the person who played sports. Like yeah. I am more closely related to that lifestyle and that mm. frame of mind, like the jock, you know. Um, and I still just, <laughs> I don't give a crap about any of these people. You know what I mean? Um, but there's that, that part in that trailer where they, I, I, it doesn't show them smoking. Mm. They, it doesn't show them getting high. But I'm mm. assuming that they got high or yep. took a brownie or something. There's a lot of people getting high. But the there's movie. that at the end of the trailer where the guy says, "Oh, wouldn't it be great to get a tail?" Like that kind of it gets me. The way that they time that kind of mm. gets me every time. There's some good scenes in it. It's just hard to. There's no story. I mean, the movie's out. I can say it. there's no story. There's no uh-huh. plot. Well, the, it's in limited release, but yes, yeah. it is out. Um, That's why I still saw a trailer for it because it hinders wide release yeah. or beyond L.A. or right, something. Right, right. I don't know. I mean, because we live in this, uh, we live where we can see these L.A. movies. Yeah. Yep. This is very true. Uh, yeah. Talking about that, there's a movie that is a French film that just came over that is animated in the style of uh, Tintin. Keep talking. This uh, is called great. April and the Twisted World, but it's also translated to Extraordinary World. Uh-huh. Uh, the trailer looks super interesting, and right now it's only playing in L.A. Mm. and the Edwards Student Theater down in, oh, in, in Irvine. Irvine. Oh. So I might go see that this week. I don't think it's time for that. that. That's a bummer. That looks real. Like I love French <clears throat> cinema. Well, you're saying in the style of Tintin, I'm already there. Yep. And then you're, it's French, and and, it's, and sometimes it's this, the the weird thing about like French adventure, comic style things, mm-hmm. they're I love them. Yeah, and it's about a it's about a woman who <coughs> whose parents died, and it's this like steampunk world where electricity doesn't exist, and because of that, they're running out of all the fuel needed mm. to to power everything. So the world's like in this twilight state where everything's just going down, and she's got to like figure stuff out and save add herself. This right now, before yeah, I forget. you should. It looks really good. I really want to see it. April. April and the Extraordinary World. All right. I mean, we, can, we can make a thing of it. I'll, I'll, we, we can I'll, carpool if I'll, you have time. I'll think about it. Yeah, just let me know. Uh, but do you want to just so get into new releases? I don't feel like we have anything else to say about yeah. the top 10. Numbers are down, but I think, I think they'll pop that back up with uh, some of these movies that are coming out next week. So, coming out, new releases. On DVD uh, and Blu-ray? Not much going on here, but... DVD and Blu-ray, we have The Forest. Which I know you're a big fan of because you love horror films. Yeah, nope. Uh, they're your favorite. Nope. <laughs> I feel like I'm, in a weird way, I'm, tr- I'm starting to come around. Because mm-hmm. uh, if, if anyone who listened to that episode where we reviewed The Gallows, right. I came around to The Gallows. That's because it was exactly about what you love. Yeah. Okay, and then uh, have we talked about the trailer for Lights Out? 
Have you seen the trailer for Lights Out? I don't know. Because I saw one trailer and I was like, oh, that's that's spooky. And then I saw the longer trailer and it started to explain what was going on. And yet somehow it was still scary. Like it was, it still got me, even though it kind of got into the whole, what's the monster? I haven't seen this at oh, all. Oh man. Don't watch it right now. Save it. Save it. It's a, it's, it's an experience that you want. I'll leave that window open. Yeah. Uh, but I, something about that is in, and it's of course about the fear of the dark and mm-hmm. it's the, the trailer plays on, uh, the, the short trailer is like a, a woman working at somewhere and she flicks off the lights and sees a shadowy figure in a doorway, flicks the lights back on no figure off figure on no figure and then it 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 ends with of course it gets closer like that's the i was like whoa i was like okay what i want to know what's going on here and uh i don't know maybe i'm coming around maybe there's some something changing yeah i just feel so many horror films are cheap though right that's the problem like it it follows really set up a high bar for me Mm -hmm. as far as what horror movies could be Mm tone and cinematography and stuff and most of them just go out of their way to be well, dumb and, and throw stuff in your face mm-hmm. the way like I feel like uh, what are those films the, a lot of those Bloomhouse ones yeah a lot of the Bloomhouse ones are really just let's throw things in your face mm-hmm. to scare you mm-hmm. you know uh, and I feel like it's just I mean it's not just horror for me it's several genres are just kind of burned like so any most romance films I kind of right. don't go for and yet oddly enough when I saw the trailer for Bridget Jones Diary three she's she's having a baby now i was like i'm in i don't even know if i've I'm watched there. the the first one's great yeah I, I the first one's to, great the second one's just all right that's a weird one i need to i need to go back and watch that look that's i mean it's just it, it scratches a weird itch i don't know okay uh, most I, romance movies i don't i don't even care i will get back to you but uh of course this all relates to the forest yeah the forest which uh it's a romance i heard, I heard <laughs> No. I heard from people that it was good, but it did not critically who's, do well. Who's the lady? I don't remember her name. Uh, it is the woman from Game of Thrones. Uh, um, Natalie? No. Maybe. I'm not going to remember. It might be. <laughs> Let me look it up real quick. She was also in a TV show that I was surprised to find that I love called Elementary. Oh, she was really good in she Elementary. She was really good in that. She was fantastic in Elementary. Yes. She played a spoilerific role. It uh-huh. was fantastic. Um, well, she kind of Natalie oh, Dormer. Yeah. yeah, Natalie. Yeah, you got it right. Yeah, me and Natalie would just hang out. <laughs> uh, anyway, let's keep it moving. Uh, we're gonna jump right into DVD only, and we have on DVD only two films here. We have Medusa, or Medosa, however you want to pronounce it, and Playing by Heart. Uh, and this leads into our new game that we're still testing out, uh, called Find the Movie Connection something. I'll I'll come up with a name. We'll uh, figure it out. So I don't know uh, if you want any kind of clues. Uh, I can give you some clues. Uh, so the the whole goal of this game is that these two films are in some way connected. They share something uh-huh. between them. And and the last one, the last time we played this game, uh, just so the listeners will know, it was two movies that were both based on things written by Edgar Allan Poe. Yeah. So that was connection between those two films. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, whatever information you think you can give me without... I can give you the genres. Okay. Uh, I'm opening it right now. It's, of course, iPads don't like me. Come on. You can do it. I believe in you. Uh, Medusa, if you couldn't tell. I mean, that kind of sounds like a certain other word Mm -hmm. in the world. Uh, That's a horror film. Okay. (laughs) Playing by Heart is, of course, a romance film. All right. So it's not their genres that link them. 
Uh, can I get year? Or is that spoilerific? Uh, I think I'm going to hold back on that one. Okay. Uh, I can tell you some of the cast of Playing by Heart. Sure. Do, do you, have you never heard of that film? No. It is starring... Oh, if this thing will work. Nope. It just died. Well, good, <laughs> good job, everyone. We did it. You need to have like stuff open up on your phone. Like Use the two devices. Uh, nah. I just used one. To, oh, and it closed. Okay, great. It opened a window and closed the other one. I love it. Playing nice. by Heart, uh, starring Sean Connery. Oh. Uh, uh, Gillian Anderson. Gillian Anderson, even, mm-hmm. uh, from X-Files. Yeah. Uh, guess, guess who else? Jon Stewart. What? He's in this movie. What? Angelina Jolie. What? Is in this movie. Whoa. Uh, so I feel like I'm giving you some juicy clues. Uh, let me give you a hint. You, you got to think about. So John Stewart, he stopped acting at some point to do the Daily right. Show. Yeah. Uh, the last movie I saw him now in was The Faculty. Yeah. Now he's um, he he's trying his hand at directing. Yeah. Uh, so that kind of gives you a little hint on that. Mm. Uh, Medusa, if I could get it to come back to me, I believe it is uh, Italian or French. Nope, and that just didn't work. Do you, have, do you have anything? Um, geez, not much. Uh, yeah, I think I might retire this game. It's a little difficult. Yeah, the first time it made sense because they were both based on something. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to have to say that maybe the female lead in both movies is played by the same actress. No. <laughs> uh, and it kind of... It, it was. Kind of difficult. Uh, when you asked, can I ask about the year? They it bo- must have been. The connection is the year. They both came out in the same year. Okay. 1999. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. There you go. Cool. I'm going to keep working on this yeah, game Yeah, I mean, it has to be, look, I'm going to give you some feedback right oh, now. Oh, yeah, good. It has to be more than just the year. I Well, it <laughs> because, was a hard. Not much came cr- out this, this week, as you can tell. Yeah, yeah. So, it was difficult. Oh, okay. I, I hear you. I hear you. It's hard to find things that are connected when it's it's kind of like I have it's a, not I, up to you I have a little lake with. of and I keep picking up things and going is this does is this, this work? work no yeah I'll put it back I, I hear pick you it up and I like, hear does you. this work uh, no it's fun I think it's fun to go through all these movies and see if any of them make sense together that is interesting that they both came out in the same year though. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'd never heard of playing by heart before no and for a film and there's with a lot of Sean Connery Angelina Jolie. It's got John a real Stewart. dumb '90s cover, though. Oh, it's the and I think it's probably a dumb movie. Yeah, I, it it looks, can't be. It's got Ryan Phillippe in it. The the plot and of it is Dennis Quaid. It feels like the plot of it is that three or four different couples are, are in different stages of being in love or whatever, and so they're kind of all interacting in weird it's ways. It's going after the same thing that like Valentine's Day was going after, mm-hmm. and it only made four million dollars in the box office. <laughs> That's unfortunate. Wow, what a bomb. Uh, new on Blu-ray? Got nothing. I just heard nah. Well, I mean, it's a dead format, you know. <laughs> Blu-ray is a dead format <laughs> too. Kidding. Streaming's the way to be. Yeah, now, it really apparently. is. Or digital download. Mm-hmm. I think this is going to be a fun round. I, I want to change this game too, but I think uh, for now this will be a fun round of what what has Jordan seen on TVD this week? Oh, okay. Because uh, the first one out on TVD is Grace and Frankie, the complete first season. This is a Netflix original. Netflix yep. is uh, continuing what they started with, I believe, House of Cards, yep. where they're releasing. DVD versions of their streaming original shows. Which is great. Uh, which I assume will include, you know, bonus features. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm going to say you've not seen one second of Grace and Frankie. You might have seen a trailer, but no actual show. 
I actually told you on this very podcast. No, shut up. That Get out of here. I started watching this show and uh. I thought it was great, but I haven't finished this. Oh, season. okay. Uh, and it's because it's about two women mm-hmm. who uh, have known each other for a number of years mm-hmm. because their husbands are friends. Their husbands are business partners. Yeah, business partners and friends. Uh-huh. And then they sit down and they go, hey, by the way, we're gay. Yeah. And to by both the way, of them. Yeah, they're both getting together. Yeah. And they're leaving their wives for yeah. each other. So then these two women kind of through this experience become friends. And they, it's about, yeah, they bond. Yeah. Or the fact that they're what they're experiencing. Yeah. Uh, and, and it's, I mean, the first, the first couple episodes were great. It's really, this show I think is really tricky too, mm-hmm. because it has to have the right amount of balance. <laughs> excuse me. Where, um, I mean, the, the husbands are the bad guys. Yeah, technically. Like, if you look at it, you look at it 10 different ways, and the husbands cannot shake out of this in a good way. Right. There's no way that they come off as good. Yeah. They've, they've essentially been cheating on their wives with each other. I mean, not necessarily. They could also have both realized that they have feelings for each other, and then when it comes time... you got you to watch the show. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I need to finish watching You need to yeah. finish watching the show. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then the the... Just like the whole family dynamic of the two families, right? There's a lot going on there. It's 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 an interesting show. I'm I'm a little intrigued on what they're going to do for season two. Yeah, the because their kids are a big part of it. Their kids are all grown up and they grew up together. Yeah, I'm not that far. So okay, have, that's yeah. They have, okay, they have cool. some history, and so it's I think that's where they're they're going to have to go. Because mm-hmm. I can't remember if they see. It's been so long since I watched the first season. Yeah, I can't remember how it ended exactly. Because it was definitely leading into the the two men. I remember telling you about the show together. and you had not heard about I it. Remember, I don't remember that at all. <laughs> Here's what I remember. You don't always watch the Netflix shows. Oh, I'm, I've, that has changed. That really? Yeah. Okay. I've been going through and watching Hulu original. Well, because you're super originals. into Marco Polo. I remember oh, that. yeah. I can't wait. Uh, I can't wait for that. Of course, season. Daredevil. Oh, yeah. Of course, Jessica Jones. I watched Daredevil in two days. <laughs> Literally, I... It came out at midnight. I stayed up till three watching episodes. Mm-hmm. And then the next day I just was like, you know what? I'm going to change into street clothes, but I'm not getting out of bed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm just going to watch this show. Yeah. And uh, did you even watch Bloodline? I started watching Even that. I haven't watched that. And I kind of feel like I should watch that. that. Everyone raves about it. Mm-hmm. But it just, it seems like it might be too intense for me. It's also getting a second season. Yeah. Netflix is killing it. They are. They're doing fantastic. All right. And then also on TVD, uh, Heroes Reborn, the complete event series, which makes me believe I had heard that there was a chance that it would continue as Heroes Reborn. This doesn't sound like it when you say complete. Uh, Although putting event in there makes it maybe give it a little leeway. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm going to say you haven't watched it either. I mean, I don't know. I don't think you've watched it. I didn't even finish the first. You didn't even make it through Heroes? No. I haven't watched one I was second of Heroes Reborn, yeah, and I was, I was excited, excited for it, for it. and I, that's that's me. I saw a trailer for it and went, oh, okay, <laughs> whatever. Uh, so yeah, not a lot coming out on, no, on no. DVD. It's a pretty no, dry week. Not a lot of notable stuff. Uh, go check out Playing by Heart. It sounds like a weird good time. Or maybe not. <laughs> or maybe not. Uh, all right, so when we come back, we will be reviewing Demolition. I'm Mark from Comic Nerds Unite, and this is my hetero life mate, Tim. What's up, Mark? And what's up, world? Comic Nerds Unite is a comic book podcast, plain and simple. Our mission statement is bringing nerds together to talk comics. So we pick a book or graphic novel that we all read and discuss it at length. Then we talk about some of the books we read for the week. I love comics! Me too, buddy. Check us out on ComicNerdsUnite.com or on iTunes. Comic Comic Nerds Nerds Unite. Unite!
Dear Champion Vending Company, this letter is in regards to vending machine 714 located in St. Andre's Hospital, which should have given me peanut M&Ms. Regrettably, it didn't. The machine over there, my candy's stuck. It happens sometimes. I found this upsetting as I was very hungry, and also my wife had died 10 minutes earlier. Whoa, whoa, whoa! She's gone. Maybe I should start from the beginning. I get up every morning at 5.30. I never thought I'd be one of those people who carried a briefcase. Morning. It always reminds me of carrying a lunchbox to school. Davis. We handle quite a bit of money. I don't want to say how much because I think that would be inappropriate. Okay, it's six billion. I don't think Phil liked me that much at first. I wasn't all that ambitious. Also, he told me once. I don't like you, Davis. Julia was a nice girl, a good person. Other than that, I don't think I knew who she really was. She always said I didn't pay attention. I find I'm suddenly starting to notice things I never saw before. Well, maybe I saw them. I just wasn't paying attention. There's been time in my life. Phil said it himself. If you want to fix something, you have to take everything apart and figure out what's important. You miss her? I'm trying to. What are we doing again? We're taking apart my marriage. There was love between me and Julia. I just didn't take care of it. A bulldozer. Yeah, you can buy almost anything on eBay. Demolition. Uh, what you're doing in your bathroom right now? Yes, that's in fact exactly what's happening. Because I... Isn't that uh, weird timing? Look, I'm weird just timing. gonna make up a story real quick. I went in there, uh-huh. Andrew, and uh, <laughs> there's nothing in there but a toilet. <laughs> yeah, that's normal, right? Yeah, I mean, we're in I was, Japan, so I there's just a hole in the ground. And I got really inspired. <laughs> it's just like you no, know, that does make sense actually. Uh, no, Demolition. It's directed by Jean-Marc Vallée, mm-hmm. uh, who. Uh, he he was the one who did uh, My Dallas Buyers Club. That's the oh, full title, right? Yeah, My, <laughs> My Dallas, Dallas Buyers, Buyers Club. Club by him. I'm not doing good with titles today. Uh, why is it not? Come on. What, are you, look, what are you I, looking for? I clicked on John Mark Vallee and IMDb was like, no, we're not going to show you his filmography until you click again. Oh, I hate that. Uh, yeah. Oh, he did Wild as well. Yes. I super forgot about that. The, I, when, when I heard people talking about this movie, they're like, oh, it's the male version of Wild. No. It's not, though. I know. It's super not. But someone uh, someone wanted to be reductive. Oh, and the young Victoria. Oh, it's something called Crazy. That sounds great. The Secret <laughs> Adventures of Jules Verne, a TV show. I love that. I love all of this. Oh, man, look at this guy. I've never seen a picture of the director before. He's got a little <laughs> right? faux hawk. I wasn't super big on Dallas Bios Club. I loved Wild. Let's see how Demolition fares. Yeah. Uh, starring Jake Gyllenhaal, mm-hmm. Naomi Watts, Chris Cooper, uh, the kid was Judah Lewis, newcomer. Oh, cool. Yeah, he did good. Mm-hmm. He did great. Yeah. I think. I think he was really, really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, the film is, uh, I mean, this is right. I mean, it's in the trailer. I think the trailer actually is really good for this film. Yes. That's what I'm, I, I'm There's something about 
uh, the way that it captures exactly what happens, the setup at least, mm-hmm. it, but in the like similar beats but faster. Yeah, the trailer gets to these moments way quicker because the uh, the trailer has voiceover from Jake Gyllenhaal because he's writing a letter, mm-hmm. and in the movie those letters are actually really important. Yes, they're not like a dumb lazy device; uh-huh. they actually matter, and I, I feel like that's super interesting. But it's it's a man whose wife has died uh, in a car crash, uh, very tragically, uh, and he survived with no. He looks like he yeah got without, no yeah not he's a scratch. got maybe a minor bruise mm-hmm. from the from like the. Whenever airbag he, or something. Yeah, yeah. airbag or, or seatbelt or something. But he looks relatively unscathed. Yeah. And so uh, his wife dies and that changes his whole life. Uh, yeah. His boss is actually also his father-in-law. Right. Which that's kind of a crazy... Complicated. Yeah, crazy complicated thing. Uh, and after his wife... I mean, honestly, the film is really about his... Um, the way that he reacts to it. Which yeah. is to say that he has no emotional reaction at all. He has a weird detached numbness. Yeah. And we find out over the course of the movie, like he goes to the doctor yeah, and he's like, I've just got this numb feeling. And the doctor's like, where? And he's like, just basically all over. Yeah. And then he says, for how long? And he goes, "Uh, 10, 12 years. Yeah. Like he's, he's been numb, which Mm -hmm. is the reason why he has this reaction. And it's it's about how he deals with it. Like we only get a brief few minutes of, uh, before the accident happens, mm-hmm. to understand their relationship and, we get and how more he of, is we, before. Yeah, we get more of those later. Yeah, there's some flashbacks. I think they're the flashbacks are not like fully fleshed out. They're more moments. Yeah, uh, which fits super well. Really there's well. Really something I, to it. I love the editing in this film. Yeah. Yes. Like, perfect. Incredible. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and of course, Jake Gyllenhaal is such a good actor. Really good. Um, I can't even imagine. I don't, he's so good mm-hmm. and it's crazy to me when I was I was talking with Benson mm-hmm. about his career and if you look at his his listings he's got you go back like six movies and they're great and then in the middle of a couple of great movies is Prince of Persia which and, I would argue he actually did the best he could with what he had but the silly thing is like he's so miscast in the first place yeah and it's an action film and he I don't think he's done an action film since or after like there's before there's a reason for that yeah and it's so crazy even that he, his action he recovered so quick from that. Yep. Like, it didn't hurt him at all. Mm-hmm. And he just went on to make even more better films. It's crazy to me yeah. that he's he's such a good actor. Well, he was in The Day After Tomorrow. Continu- which is kind, that's of an, a, kind of an action film. His part isn't very action, yeah, though. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's, he's, he's just, just bubble boy. It's wild to me. And he, can do, he does comedies, he does dramas. Yeah, he's really funny. He does weird stuff. He does normal stuff. Yeah, Donnie Darko was one of the weirdest movies I've ever seen, and yeah. I had never even heard of him before that. Mm-hmm. And it's, what, he's in City... Is he the kid in City Slickers? Yes. What? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. I, you just... And I mean, if you look back wow. at the last couple of years, Prisoners, Source oh, Code. He's, yes. Uh, Source Code is one of the most underrated films. Nightcrawler. Yeah. Which which is one of my notes is that he's he's entered kind of a creep period. He was in, he was amazing in End of Watch. Do you have seen End of Watch? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was a really good mm-hmm. movie. Mm-hmm. Ugh, but Southpaw. I, mean, I still you, haven't seen Southpaw. You look at like Nightcrawler and um, what was another one that I was? What was this? Oh, Prisoners. He's kind of a creep in. He's a good creep, yeah, but he's, he's kind of a creep. Really interesting in that, and he was really good in Zodiac. But, but I think some Jarhead. people some people will watch this movie and they'll see this character and go, oh, what a bad person because his emotional reaction to his wife dying is nothing 
Yeah. But I think this is actually really striking at a, an interesting reality mm-hmm. of of tragedy, where especially since you look at he his 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 mother and father in law, mm-hmm. his own parents, none of them actually say you know none of them ask how he's doing how he's doing or even you know notice that he is so emotionally distant or even comment on it or be concerned about it until way later in the film Mm -hmm. when it's an angry outburst about how he's acting. Mm -hmm. And I, I think that's, that's probably the most interesting and because it's so understated. And then the, the big plot of the film comes from his letters to this vending machine company Mm -hmm. uh, develops into this, this woman calls him, and in the middle of the night, their first call is at two a.m. Two a.m. and he's just dismantled their fri- his fridge mm. uh, in a in a fit of you know whatever he's going through. Yeah, and she calls him at two a.m. and she this stranger who all she knows is through the letters that he's written to this company to try and get a refund or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's she's the one who says, "Are you okay?" Yeah, because when it comes down to it, he it becomes clear over the movie that he. Wasn't that connected to his his ex wife? Mm-hmm. Um, well, his, his would you call that ex wife? I mean, he's a widower. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't, I don't know. know. I'd call that. Yeah, it's not. I don't know. Uh, his his wife who passed away, mm-hmm. and and he doesn't have a good enough connection to his father in law who who at one point says, "I don't like you." Yeah, like it's made clear that he's he's got a weird relationship with him. Mm-hmm. His parents, it's it's pretty clear that he hasn't talked to or seen in a while. Mm-hmm. And and because of his numbness in his life before the accident, it carries over into that. And he takes he takes a conversation, which we only get snippets of, with his father-in-law about how uh, with matters of the heart, you've got to take everything apart. Mm-hmm. And that begins his crusade of dismantling his life to find out why he has this numb reaction to everything, mm-hmm. why he isn't grieving. Mm-hmm. Like, he's aware of it. And the only person he opens up to is not a person. It's these letters. Yeah. It's the only place he can say how he feels. Mm-hmm. So by like the fourth letter, that's when she calls him. And because she is so affected by what he's written mm-hmm. and she's so sad that they establish this connection that he doesn't have with anybody else in his life. And it's this weird friendship mm-hmm. that you could tell could be romantic, mm-hmm. but it never really goes there. No, it's just they establish this important, connection. That yeah, it's, yeah, it is a because it's, everyone it's just a else weird friendship. Everyone else thinks is very assuming. Are they're romantically involved? Yeah. Everybody, mm-hmm. and it's clear that they're not. They're just like two people in like, life, kind of a drift. Yeah, yeah, that are both in these weird places mm-hmm. because she's got stuff going on in her life, mm-hmm. and they just connect. Yeah. And they're there for each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's th- it, there's, yeah, there's a lot, there's a lot in this film mm-hmm. that is very non-traditional. Yeah, it's very you know uh, saying things that aren't said or you're ex- you know examining things that aren't examined. Because I think it's also, I think people can look at this film and see, oh, great, another rich white guy is upset with the way that his life has turned out, and mm-hmm. so he has a, a breakdown. Yeah. I think there's something more though. Yeah, I, I think it is that, but then it's also there's also a layer beneath that or above, however you want to say it, where they're examining that. Yeah, that's true, but also we as the audience are aware of that. Yeah, it's it's almost a critique of that because mm-hmm. at one point uh, Naomi Watts' character is asking like, "Well, why did you marry her?" Yeah, and he oh, says yeah. he says because it was easy. Because it was easy. 
Yeah. And and that's one of the reasons why he feels guilty. Yeah. Why he's dismantling his life because yeah. he realized he's gotten to a place and he didn't really get there because of wanting to get there. Mm-hmm. He just got there. Yeah. And he's trying to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very clear. I mean, he says to another character, "I cheated my way through the last year of, of my s- of school." School, yeah. And he and uh it's it's also very clear that he only got that job at that business because his father-in-law owns it or yeah. is the highest whatever. And he says he says at work, you know, he doesn't really do anything. He just takes credit for the people who work under him. Yeah. And it's he's he's where he's at in in life because of easy decisions that he was given. Yeah. And that's Crazy. one of that's one of the reasons why he's he 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 never would have looked at his life mm-hmm. until then. And that's one of the reasons he's numb is because he's just he's just kind of set in you know, the current that life was taking him on. And, and that led to his wife dying. I don't know. Yeah. And I've, I've, uh, people were talking about this movie and they said that Jake Gyllenhaal is like a jerk to everybody. And I, I don't feel like that's true. I don't feel like he's a jerk. I feel like he's just non-responsive. He is numb. He is, other people, that's an interesting point in this film is everyone else is dealing with this loss. Yeah. His, his, his parents-in-law, his, his own parents, um, some of his friends at work, they're all dealing with this tragedy mm-hmm. in their own way, and they're taken aback by the fact that he doesn't seem to be dealing with it. Yeah. That he is numb. And because of that, it, it strains his, his relationships with these people. Mm-hmm. But I, don't, I never felt like he was being a, like a jerk to people. I just felt like his numbness and his detachedness, the fact that he wasn't paying attention, mm-hmm. which is brought up in the film, for a while there after the tragedy, he still doesn't pay attention because he is preoccupied with the other stuff with, with the loss and figuring that stuff out. Mm-hmm. And, and then he starts to pay attention. I feel like he does change over the course of the film. Mm-hmm. And even though he doesn't like drastically change who he is as a human being or whatever, he does go through this journey. Mm-hmm. And it's very unorthodox. It's very different. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I don't feel like he was ever like a jerk to people. I feel like he was just honest for the first time. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes honesty is painful, but I think it... It should be sometimes, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know. I don't know. Uh, yeah. So I like this film. I really enjoyed this film. I really liked it. I, yeah. I thought the editing was amazing. I thought visually it was incredible. The set design was beautiful. I thought I thought everybody was perfectly cast. Mm-hmm. The kid was amazing. I mean, that was a, that was a make or break role. You mm-hmm. know, if you had a bad actor in that role, that would not have resonated. His friendship that he he has with with his friend's son would not have been as, as emotionally resident mm-hmm. and a resonant. Um, I don't know. I can't think of a bad thing to say about this film. I don't know. The, the, with the kid, I think it's really funny. Um, so the, the woman that um, Jake Town Hall's character meets, she has a, a son. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's never, I don't think it's supposed to be the son of the man that she's with. No. And we never really get the idea of what happened to the father. Yeah. Um, but this this boy, she says, he's 15, he looks like he's 12, he acts like he's 21. And that, to me, sounds like exactly like a thing that's written in a screenplay. Mm-hmm. Like, a you know, when you introduce a character in a screenplay, you have that little thing next to it like, that right. describes him. And yet, somehow, by saying it, it still works when you see him, and it's like, oh, yeah, that's 
that's this kid. That he that this one hundred percent who he is. Exactly who this who this and kid it, is. And it makes sense because after she says that, she's like, it's terrifying. Yeah. And when you see the way this this child acts, you're like, yeah, he is that to a yeah. T. Like it is perfectly cast. The way he acts in that role is it's it's true to the character. It's mm-hmm. really good. I don't know. I don't know what else to say besides good. It's good. And the fact that it wasn't on the top 10 list sucks. Like, oh, yeah. I didn't even know. Um, it wasn't on the top 10. I haven't really, aside from seeing trailers in, in when I go to the theater, I haven't seen a lot of promotion for it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this is going to be one of those smaller Jake Gyllenhaal's films that is mm-hmm. not, you know, not a lot of people see, but I feel like those who do would probably enjoy it because it is, it is another fantastic performance. Like I, everyone in it is really good. Like his his father in law, um, Chris Cooper. Man, you can just you can feel how much the death is affecting him. Mm-hmm. And their scenes together, just the contrast between these two men and how they're dealing with it, mm-hmm. is so striking. It's just it's a good movie. It's a really good movie. Yeah. So I think we both recommend it. Yes, definitely. Uh, we will get to a lot more in the discussion at the end of the show. Yeah, because there's, there's a lot of stuff we didn't talk about that is kind of intrinsic to the plot, and there's yeah. some sub, subplots in there that are interesting that they're, they're, they're a part of this film. Like, they didn't have to be in there at all. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, let's talk about it later for sure. Let's talk about what's coming out new in theaters. Uh, we've got The Jungle Book. Oil. We've got Barbershop, The Next Cut. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Criminal. Mm-hmm. Green Room and Singstrat. Is Singstrat? Singstrat. Is that a limited release? Because I want to see that. It might be. Mm. <laughs> it might be. I don't know. Mm. IMDb is not reliable. Yeah, anymore. they don't. They don't really care about that. They don't really care about that. Anymore. But no. before we play, guess the ending. Let's get out some thanks. Starting with Silent Partner, whose uh, song "Sophomore Makeout" is our theme song that you hear at the beginning and the end, or. Well, I guess kind of the end of this show. It's a very popular song. Good for them. Uh, <laughs> and we got that from the YouTube audio library, much like uh, everyone else does mm-hmm. and can. Yep. Uh, that's youtube.com slash audio library. Yeah. Our logo was designed by Justin Kizon. Uh He's an artist and a writer, and you can see his writing at Agents of Guard. That's agentsofguard.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you like podcasts, you can check out Pick Your Path. It's an enhanced podcast to choose your own adventure podcast uh at least in the style of that where it's written by myself matt benson and david king uh and our first season is up it's fully up uh you can go through and listen with the choices you can go through and listen with the ultimate ending our our canonical best endings you know i might i might end up doing that just to go back and experience them Mm -hmm. because uh, you guys picked that right when you when you set it up yeah whether or not we wrote it with a ultimate ending in mind we mm. choose the ending that we feel is the best or mm. you know gets gets across what you want yeah for a few that the there's story. an obvious best ending yeah but a couple of them are a little bit more ambiguous oh cool where it's uh i mean it's it's an all ages podcast we mm. don't uh, we don't swear and there's the adult themes are kept way yeah. down low. i mean i felt it weird when you guys went to the sex shop in that one episode but you kept it strangely pg i don't uh, even know how you called did that. it uh <laughs> <laughs> an adult, an adult an shop adult of, uh, of pleasure. store of fun times, fun times, fun, uh-huh. t- fun times, adult store. Yeah, and then uh, every so I had to do a, a control F, and every time that uh, we wrote dildo, I mm. put in carrot model. Oh, yeah, makes total. I, sense. I don't know why no one's done this before. Yeah. Anyway, 
That's a replace not real. Replace We're, all. We are not. That's a joke. I know. Uh, I just want people who are interested to know that it is, it is all. It's kind of like uh, we think we we went in writing it thinking kind of like Doctor Who, right? Where cool. Doctor Who it can get a little scary, it can have some moral moral you know imperative scary times, but but everybody can enjoy. Everybody it. can enjoy it. Kids can yeah. watch it; they'll be scared, but you know what? They'll be fine. It's good for them. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's like good for it's them. like uh, it's like germs. Yeah, it's good for you. Yeah, so buy your box of germs today. Mm-hmm. Uh, go, call 1-800-GERMS. And then listen to Pick Your Path, listen to Pick Your Path. while you're waiting for the germs to show up. BenVNetwork.com slash PYP. Uh, if Tom was here, he'd tell you about his website, Optograph.org, and his short stories on Amazon and Smashwords. He said he's got some new ones coming out He this said he's going to write a bunch. Yeah. April's his big month. Yeah, he told me he was going to batten down the hatches and just get writing. Mm-hmm. Jordan, what do you do? Uh, I stream over at twitch.tv backslash weekly. Uh, also follow GA Weekly on Twitter for updates on the streaming schedule because it's me and a bunch of other people. We stream almost every day, and I'm excited for this month because tonight, at the time of our recording, in exactly 36, uh, nope, 26 minutes, a game that I love will be coming out. I haven't even played it yet. I already know I'm going to love it because it's Dark Souls 3, and I love that series, and I will be playing the crap out of that. It might be all of April mm-hmm. might be just me playing that game. <laughs> so if you love Dark Souls, if you love video games, if you love hanging out with people on a Saturday night because you don't have anything else better to do, come on by. We're going to have a good time. Uh, I normally stream for two hours. I might just hit the stream button and just keep playing. I might, You know what? Uh-huh. Sleep is for the week. Yeah. Actually, last uh, week, I was able to catch some of Adam playing Super Hot. Oh, that's a fantastic uh, game. Yeah. That's pretty much... I mean, look, Adam's a great guy. He's mm-hmm. a good friend. Mm-hmm. I don't know his watch his streams. But yeah. then I saw he was playing Super Hot. I was yeah. like, I want to watch someone you know, play this. <laughs> uh, when Super Hot came out, I, I was actually hanging out with uh, Benson. Mm. And I was like, you know, uh, I know you need to go somewhere. I need to show you something. Yeah. And I showed him Super Hot. Mm-hmm. I showed him Stardew Valley. And it piqued his interest. Super Hot is a cool game. Yeah. So, uh, it was really funny because he was he was playing and he was, there was one level that he kept dying and he was trying to go really fast and I was, and I, I just I was in the chat and I was like you need to go slower yeah and he was like ah, fine and then he did it and he of course that First worked try. instantly yep and I was like that's kind of the point of that's, this game is that you go very slow yeah. because that's I mean it, sure it'll feel cool if you're going fast but the point is when you don't move mm-hmm. no one moves well I mean, time goes extremely slow yeah it's just like if a bullet's coming at you you can see it moving in the air. yeah it's that game is so cool. Though. It's a really cool game. Uh, but yeah, so I, I, I and I was I recommended some games for him to check out. So maybe, cool. Maybe we'll be playing them. That sounds awesome. But yeah, anyway. and you can come any day of the week because there's somebody streaming something. Mm-hmm. So uh, and what else? Oh, BenvyNetwork.com. Mm-hmm. That's the website for all the shows on the Benvy Network. And another we got, we got new a bunch of new show ones, right? has just been added. <laughs> another one. We can't stop. We can't stop, can't stop adding shows. Can't stop. Won't stop. <laughs> Uh, the new show is called Van Dammit. Ooh. <laughs> and take a wild guess what that one's about. I, whoa. Uh, so I may have to contact these people, <laughs> just like the Trent, the Trent cast. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Jean-Claude Van Damme. My goodness. Uh, it's Chris from Benson's Moonbox, oh. uh, along with uh, one of his friends. I cannot recall his name right now. I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, but they are going to, I don't know what their schedule's like, but they've already released uh, their first episode. I don't even remember what, I think it's Bloodsport? Of course. Well, the where else one? would you start? I don't even know. You have to start at the top and work your way down. Yeah, so there you go. Check it out. Van Damme on the Benview Network. Just like if you're going to do splits. 
work your way down. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, all the other Trent Talk, uh, Podcast Preview, mm-hmm. uh, The Artistry. We right, got all these right. new great shows. And we got all the old shows that you love, too. Radio Brando Man, Popsicles. That's so awesome. Uh, whenever Benson feels like making a Benson's Moonbox. I mean, we need to slow down because it's going to get to some point where we're just going to have to have our own convention. Uh, well, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> we're just going to start taking over conventions. That's, yeah, what's, that's sounds what's like going to happen. Uh, and then, of course, our personal website, nevpodcast.com, on Twitter at nevpodcast. And send us an email if you like our guest the endings or if you want us to review something. Or, God forbid, you have an idea for a game that uh-huh. you would like us to try. I mean, we're, we're spitballing games at this point. Let's just yeah. suggest anything. It's really interesting because I used to um, listen to Douglas movies religiously. Mm. And then he started releasing way too many episodes. So now yeah. I'm super behind. I've, I've had that too. Uh, and at, when I was listening to his, it took all of my willpower not to steal his games. Yeah. Because they're so good. Yes. Uh, so I, since I haven't been listening, I have no idea what they're playing now. But they had a plenty of great games, and I cannot match that caliber. I cannot. I'm trying so hard. Uh, we'll we figure might, it out. We'll figure it out. We'll, we'll find something fun to do. Uh, so oh, that email is nbpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, and then we're both on Twitter. My personal Twitter is at PodcasterAndrew. And I'm at TrueValk. All right. So now it's time for Guess the Ending. You'll never guess how it ends. And you're going first. I am first. I don't want to be first, but I'll do it. I can go first. We can break, nah, we can break the, the pattern. I got this. The Jungle Book. This is the new one. Not the old one. Not, not, not any of the old ones? There's not a couple old ones. any of the old ones. Right. Uh, directed by Jean Favreau. Mm-hmm. He's, I think he's some new French uh, director, right? Yeah, I've Jean, never Jean heard Favreau. of him before, but you know, good things. I'm sure mm. it'll come out. Starring Neil Sethi, Bill Murray, Ben Kingsley, Idris Elba, Scarlett Johansson. Can I go deeper? Giancarlo Esposito. Ooh. Can I go deeper? Oh, I can't remember her name. Uh, she played Miles Kanata in Star oh, Wars The Force Awakens. Yeah. What is her name? You got it. She's in there. I believe nope, I in you. Get it. I can't get it. Do you have it? Do you know? You don't. Lupita? Oh, Lupita Nyong'o. Yep. I'm sure there's like two. Oh, and Christopher Walken. Yep, I was about to say, <laughs> we, you we brought that him earlier. up earlier. Whew. Uh, and, um, you know, all a bunch of no-name actors. I mean, I'm glad that they're giving these people <laughs> a chance to kind of prove themselves in this Disney epic. Yeah. Uh, all right. An orphan boy is raised in the jungle with the help of a pack of wolves, a bear, and a black panther. Wow, I didn't think they were going to bring politics into this. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, is it politics? I'm gonna, <laughs> you're going to find out right now. Okay. So, um, this boy, raised, raised in jungle, of course. This, is, this, this starts out as the classic story that we know and love. Of course. And then, uh, the, so the pack of wolves, we actually find out that their leader is a half-wolf, half-man. Ooh. Right? But it's 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 not a werewolf per se. Mm-hmm. It's it's more of some kind of uh, mutation. Ooh. It's more of some kind of superpower. Oh, like a meta wolf. Yes, yeah, like a meta wolf. I'll take that. Uh, the bear uh, we actually find out is is uh, because he is a talking bear. Like all these animals speak, mm-hmm. but for the bear specifically, it is the spirit of 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 a man. Is living inside of this bear, like his totem animal, like his totem animal, yeah. Mm. And the Black Panther is 
Black Panther from Avengers. What? Yeah, that's the crazy thing. What? Yeah, he comes in kind of later than well, you'd they expect. Do, they do own Marvel. Yeah. This, wow. is, this is the crazy thing. Jon Favreau directing this was not like a fluke. This was made, not a mistake. Made Iron Man. He made Iron Man. Oh, what? Yeah, so they started they're like, off the whole Marvel train. They're like, listen, we want to bring Mowgli. We want to bring Baloo. We want to bring Ka. We want to bring Bagheera. We want to bring them all into the Marvel Universe. What? What man do we trust with that? They trust Jon Favreau. Well, who else would, could do it? Yeah, and so at the end of this film, of course, uh, it's, at this point, it's Maria Hill is the one recruiting people for mm. whatever super team that they want to call it. Yeah. Uh, but, but this one, um, it, it kind of ends differently. They say, uh, she comes up and then she says, and what side are you on? Boom! And then the, they drop drop the credits. What? And then the, the credit scene is, uh, it's Ant-Man uh, is in the middle of the jungle mm-hmm. and he's like, hey, wh- look at these fire ants. Oh, wow, isn't that weird? And then that's that's it. <laughs> it's kind of, you know, it's kind of, nice. it's not as exciting. Yeah. But it, they, it's what they could do on a, yeah. on a, you know, quick turnaround. Well, it's all connected. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so look, look forward to that and then Coming, coming real soon. We got the Captain America: Civil War, where you're going to see your favorite. You know, they haven't creatures. shown them in any of the trailers. I know, so it's that's a, exciting. It's a huge surprise. Wow, it's a huge surprise. Wow, there's going to be a real big final battle. Uh, they're even. I hear they're going to bring in the Alice in Wonderland characters that Disney owns, the live action ones. Twiddle Dee and Twiddle Dum. Uh, Mia. Uh, whatever her name is, Wasikowski. Wasikowski. Yeah, she's going to suddenly follow the sky. But the weird thing Johnny is, Johnny Depp's she's Mad not Hatter. Alice. She's Miss Stalker from the movie Stalker. That's weird. Have you seen Stalker yet? Is that a film or a game? What's happening? It's a film. Stalker? Yeah. Oh, you mean Stoker? Stoker. Why did I say Stalker? I don't know. That's so weird. That terrifying. Miss I was like, Stoker. Yeah. We'll see. Have Go you on. seen that movie yet? Yes, I've seen Stoker. Oh. Yeah. All right. That's my ending. Okay. <laughs> that's that's incredible. I can't, I can't even compare <laughs> with that. Tapping out. <laughs> uh, criminal. Uh, directed by Ariel Roman. Uh, starring Kevin Costner, Ryan Reynolds, Gal Gadot, and Gary Oldman, a bunch of people from Batman movies and Superman movies, everyone from the DC Universe. Uh, The memories and the skills of a deceased CIA agent are implanted into the unpredictable and dangerous convict. Cool. Okay, so... That sentence just ended. um, (laughs) I didn't expect it to end. Convict. Convict. Uh, So... What this is, is it's actually the CIA agent is Green Lantern. Um, he, you know, he had secret powers. And, and this is about Kevin Costner. They're, they're going away from the, the DC Universe versions of all the Green Lanterns. This is kind of its own story. And it's about uh, Kevin Costner. In, you know, Ryan Reynolds has played two characters in the DC Universe now, right? Or in comic books. Uh, and, and they're going to continue... Yeah, they're going to continue that. We've got, you know, Captain America and the Human Torch. We're going to go down that road more. And Kevin Costner uh, was played Superman's father, who uh, gave up his life to save uh, a tornado. And uh, well, they I mean, they were setting up uh, Twister too. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. The, the the long-awaited sequel to the, Twister, the Twisterer. <laughs> and and at this point, he's he's going to become the new Green Lantern. So. Uh, at first, it's to, of course, um, find the people responsible for uh, Green Lantern's death. Uh, but at the end of the movie, you know, they give him a real suit this time. It's not CG. And, um, you know, he's going to show up in... He's going to be a part of the Justice League. 
And it's it's a really interesting take because we've never had an older Green Lantern like this when the rest of the actors are younger. So he's going to kind of be, even though he's got the mind of young Green Lantern in him, it's, he's going to he's going to bring his own thing to it because it is a combination of the two personalities. So he's going to uh, kind of be the older, wiser Green Lantern. And, uh, you know, they're going to have a, they're not going to have a post-credit scene because DC is weird like that. <laughs> but, uh, but that's how it goes. All right. So now we can end the guessing. Uh, I think we got this. Yeah. We covered both of the comic oh. cinematic universes. Yeah. Um, that makes sense. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. And you see Gal Gadot, you know, she's in the movie. Mm-hmm. Actually Wonder Woman. Yeah, of course. Yeah. That was another double Gary, secret. Gary Oldman. Commissioner Gordon. Yeah. This is before he be- goes his uh, a super face yeah. uh, surgery to mm-hmm. make him look like J.K. Simmons. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. <laughs> I don't even. <laughs> Let's. <sighs> but I kind of want to see that movie. What? Criminal. Well, see, I want to see. This is a problem, right? There's a bunch <laughs> of movies that came out last week I want to see. Yeah. I want to see Green Room. I uh-huh. want to see Criminal. Uh-huh. I want to see Sing Street. And I want to see Jungle Book. Yeah. Like, there's now not enough. Like, we have movie pass so we can technically see all these films yeah there's just not enough time i can't even imagine what you're going through with your school schedule yeah yeah it's rough i i I, and i want to see see two in a week i feel like i accomplished something yeah i want to see april in the extraordinary world too yeah that's man so many good stuff out uh i don't even know what we should i mean should we review jungle book next week i feel like we have to (laughs) you feel like we have to yeah uh sure why not oh i found it on imdb yeah doesn't that look cool it looks so cool yeah uh, there's. Do you see the man on a bicycle dirigible in the distance? Oh my God! Well, you didn't have to say that, and then you did. Bicycle. I know. Dirigible. You didn't have to say that, but then you did, and now I can't. And she's not got watch like a it. monkey cat thing. Oh. I don't even know what that's about. Please, I I'm very aware. I in the there's description, like a, the first like line a, of it is like, like a steam trolley. <laughs> the first line of the description is like 1918, and I was like, I'm I'm yep, there. I'm there. Give Stop it to talking. me. In the in extraordinary, the O is a gear. I'm just saying. Yeah. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. Maybe we should review Sing Street. That's <laughs> I know, I, right. I, I, on Fandango, it doesn't exist. It doesn't. Okay. So well, I don't know where it's so going to be nope. showing. Maybe it's because uh, it's uh, British. It's Street Sing. Oh. They, they, are they the, no, French is the one where they put the where they put this like street first. The extraordinary world of April. Yeah. They, you know, <laughs> they put the street. Everything, it, am I crazy? Everything's they, inverted, right? Anyway, uh, Sing Street starring the Scorch himself, Aiden Gillen. <laughs> yeah. The Scorch. The Scorch. Are you going to be in a band? I hear it's hot to be yeah. in a band. <laughs> you might get a Scorch. You might get a Scorch. <laughs> he just is now contractually obligated to say Scorch in it's every It's not film. the Beatles. It's Scorch. <laughs> uh, all right. So we can end the show now. Uh, come back next week for Jungle Book stuff. Uh, maybe I'll bring in our resident Disney experts. <laughs> oh, I bring them fun. in every week. Yeah. Every, every time that we do a Disney-related hey, property. Disney. <laughs> Just bring them in. Bring them in. Hit the Disney button <laughs> on your phone. I, I put a Mickey silhouette in the sky, and yeah. they, they come running. Oh, that does explain why you've got a giant light in the backyard. Well, yeah. I, I mean, I have a cutout for the bat signal as well. Oh, cool. <laughs> anyway, uh, this is an episode 271 of Nerd's Eye View. Uh, thanks uh, for listening. Come back next week for more. Until then, I'm Andrew. I'm Jordan. And remember, listeners, as if a suited dude comes up to you and says, Hey, I want to give you a lot of money to break stuff. Let him do it, but make sure he has proper footwear.
I would be like, sir, I have this. <laughs> Punched him. <laughs> Straight up. Sir, I love your raven hair. Let me punch this man for you. Sir, may I do you a solid? <laughs> Let me punch this man in the face for you. Thank you. So let's begin this discussion. Mm-hmm. Uh, where do you even want to start with this discussion? Jeez, there's so because much. I have I have a couple of questions. All right, so it's revealed. This will lead to the question, but this is definitely a big spoiler. It's revealed uh, more than halfway through uh, as he's demoing his house uh, that uh, his wife was at one point pregnant. Right, and, and the so for me mm-hmm. when I first saw that, I thought she was pregnant. When the accident happened, oh, me for sure as well. Yeah, I thought because it doesn't give you any there's other this info. really subtle. Uh, I mean, you probably picked up on it too in, mm-hmm. in the way that certain scenes are shot, where where there are children mm-hmm. and he's noticing the children. Yes, and in my mind that went, oh, he wanted to have a kid. Yes, and they hadn't. They hadn't. They maybe they just started trying or something, or or they hadn't at all. And because of who he was as a person, his numbness and his detachedness, mm-hmm. he just never talked to her about it. Yeah. Uh, so so when that yeah when that was revealed so he um, he chooses the worst time of course to confront uh, her parents about yeah. it and no, Naomi Watts is there yeah and of course the parents-in-law just immediately assume that he brought a woman he's sleeping with yeah. to to awake or whatever it was well but, I was it was it was about the legacy oh yeah thing, yeah right right it was a celebration for the scholarship which that's a whole other weird I want to talk about that whole thing in in specifics, but mm-hmm. the, just the, I, when he confronts them and then the, the mother-in-law says, I took her to the it procedure. was, it wasn't yours. Yeah. I took her to get rid of and it. And it was a year ago. Yeah. And it was a year ago. And you could tell that Chris Cooper's character, did her know. father did not know. 100% didn't know. Any and, of it. And we know at that point, because Jake Gyllenhaal says it's a year ago. So that means he knows that she had an abortion. Yeah. Doesn't know why. Well, yeah, from and the, then, we don't see the, the full mom, details of the letter, yeah, but he clearly did. And then the mom says, you know, it wasn't yours. Mm-hmm. I got her to, I took her to the procedure. I wish I hadn't. I wish I hadn't. Yeah. Because then, then they'd have something. They'd have something of, of her. her. Yeah. yeah. That's a bummer. And he and the, the father, man, he Chris just breaks Cooper's down. They, they're on a stairs. On the yeah, stairs. he just collapses almost. That's that's rough. That's wow. Because um, he just realizes he could have been a grandfather. Yeah. Well, man. there's so much in that realization. Grandfather that she wasn't happy in the marriage. And was, there's a lot there. Yeah. Um, that she because up to up to that point, whenever we see flashbacks, she's. Trying to connect with him and like, happy, it's seemingly happy-ish. It, like yeah, it's, in every flashback we see of them together, these short little snippets. You're right. There's nothing really there of of consequence, but we do always see she trying, her trying to connect with him, mm-hmm. him reacting a little bit, but not all the way. Mm-hmm. Like he's always reserved. He's always displaced. And then knowing that she had an affair, yeah, means that you know she wasn't happy, even though. He thought she was. Mm-hmm. So then the scene directly following that is he visits the grave site. Yeah. Now, okay, there's there's a lot packed into this. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's visiting the grave and another man comes up. Okay. Or another man's there. No, no, another man comes up. With a bouquet of flowers. With a bouquet of flowers. And, and he assumes, he assumes that this is the other man. Yeah. And then he, he when he tries to confront him, he says, no, I don't know what you're talking about. I was in the other car that hit you. Yeah. And he breaks down. Yeah. It weighs more heavily on him. Because of how guilty he feels. Because of all the guilt and all that. 
And now, okay, throughout the earlier in the film, mm-hmm. there was a station wagon following yeah, Jake Gyllenhaal. Same station wagon, yeah. Was that that guy? Yeah, one hundred percent. Okay, because I didn't see what car he got out of. Oh no, was, I know they was, show it, but it was, I, I could it was not the station recall. Wagon, okay, yeah. because I also thought I thought maybe the guy was following him, no, maybe the other man. That's what he thinks. That's why he says, "I know who you are. It's okay." Yeah, is because he thinks that he is the other man, uh-huh. and the reason why he's following him around is to tell him about that. Or because I even thought the station wagon could have been like a really bad private investigator. Yeah. See, at the end of the day, <laughs> I think, you know, because of his guilt, he was just following him around because he was trying to work up the nerve to apologize to, to him yeah. and he couldn't do it. And mm-hmm. then they just happened to be there yeah. when he was going to leave flowers. Yeah. 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 That's crazy. Yeah. That's, that's a rough. Okay. Um, so yeah, let's talk about this. So the, the father-in-law wants to make a scholarship mm-hmm. to preserve, he calls it the legacy of, of his daughter. Right. Uh, Cause they're of course from a rich family and there's a, there's a, uh, some kind of life insurance payout. Yeah, it's two point six million dollars. Yeah, and so they're going to put that into some kind of scholarship fund. To yeah, high yield scholarship the, fund. The it, it's mentioned early on that the 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 wife worked um, with special special needs, needs children, mm-hmm. and so th- to carry on like giving to children and that kind of thing, mm-hmm. um, which Jake Hall doesn't want to be a part of the he process. Just, and the, he, and he doesn't see the importance of it, or he doesn't. He quite doesn't understand why that would be important to her, mm-hmm. and that's one of the re, one of the things is like him trying to figure out who she was as a person. Yeah, because he realized how much he never paid attention to her, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, it ends up being this big point of contention because he's so busy taking apart his life that he doesn't really want to look towards the future, mm-hmm. and that's one of the things that he that is going to force him to have to confront and cope with the loss. Because in the in his whole crusade to kind of figure out who he is and who they were and his life and everything, he's still kind of not dealing with it. Like, he mm. is. He's getting out all in his aggression in in working for that construction company, you know, wandering around. He's He is dealing in a way. But to sign that paper, I think, to him, would to be, like, almost saying goodbye. Mm-hmm. And he's not ready yet. He's not. He hasn't figured it all out yet. Mm-hmm. So that's that's why there's this huge point, and they're talking about going to the lawyers to try and go around him mm-hmm. because he won't sign the paperwork. It's just. Whew. Yeah, he does eventually sign though. Yep, and uh, that's at the party. That's where at they, the party. Yeah, it's yeah. the last. Yeah, thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Naomi Watts, her character. Mm-hmm. She kind of wanders outside to she smokes oh, yeah. marijuana. The swimming guy. And then the 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 top What a piece of crap. One of the three finalists, one of the guys who's getting the scholarship mm-hmm. comes out. He also has perhaps marijuana, perhaps of something some type, more. Yeah. yeah. And then he makes a lewd comment to her. Mm-hmm. And she she says, well, "Screw you." Goes back inside. Mm-hmm. And then that's where I didn't even realize in that moment that that was who that was. Yeah. I had forgotten what he looked like. Yeah. And the lighting was different, I guess. I don't uh-huh. know. And so in that moment when he is accepting, you know, the she scholarship, giggles. she giggles probably a little bit cause she's high. And also because the ridiculousness of they chose this guy for this, you know, to get this money and mm. he's a jerk. Like he's, he's, he's a bad, he's, he's not a, a bad person, good person. Yeah. And it's, I think that's another, that kind of adds to the whole confronting, um, um, like privilege, yeah. Confronting, you know, these these ideas of what 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 makes a person deserving of something, mm-hmm. or what yeah. you know, what's important. And maybe that's one of the things that Jake Gyllenhaal was coming to terms with, or the character was coming to terms with, is is 
even though he was in this privileged place because of where he found himself with his wife and his father-in-law, he's, he's never really felt like one of them. Like he says that the reason why he hates carrying a briefcase is because it feels like a lunchbox. Yeah. And, but a briefcase is one of a white, it's a white collar thing Mm -hmm. is to carry around a briefcase to work and to, and to the fact, I mean, he jokes that what they deal in, even though it's a lot of money is they buy and sell nothing. Yeah. Like they, they work in a commodity that doesn't exist. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's just numbers. Yeah. And, and you can, he's got, that's maybe one of the things that has made him numb is he, he doesn't enjoy mm-hmm. what he does. Mm-hmm. And kind of probably resents it, which is one of the reasons he doesn't like the scholarship. Because mm-hmm. it is another. Yeah. His, uh, by the end of the class. film, he comes up with an alternate, not really an alternate, but to go another hand thing. in hand with the. Yeah. Uh, and the it's really uh, actually really nice to see uh, the father-in-law agree yeah. and join in on this other project. And it's because I feel like the reason he agrees is because this is at a point where Jake Gyllenhaal is finally kind of in touch mm-hmm. with his feelings mm-hmm. and the grief and uh, how much she meant to him, mm-hmm. even though he never appreciated it before. And he's, he, he, breaks down for the first time in the movie. Like there are a couple times where he, Oh yeah. He, he kind of freaks like out in the bathroom. Yeah. Oh my God. For that a one, second. I was like, wow. That and, was, then, and then it's gone. It, and it's, it's because of, um, he kind of has like kind of flashes, kind of memories, kind of half memories of his wife at weird moments. Mm-hmm. Like little things trigger him. Yeah. And I was like, wow, that's the way that they did that was really powerful. Yes. It was really, I mean, it was subtle in some ways and mm-hmm. also just very, you know, a, just kind of a, a a real interesting technique. Yeah. And that was just enough for him to like. Lose he, it for a second. He, yeah. Because he's, he's looking at what his life is now mm-hmm. and remembering what he had and kind of like that dissidence is what hits him. Mm-hmm. He's numb, but that's. The kind it's of like it broke through for a second, yeah. but then it's gone. Mm-hmm. And but but in that scene where he he says, you know, and this is after he's already signed the paperwork, but he says, you know, I want to do something for her. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. and he says, you know, we loved each other, but I just didn't take care of it. Yeah, there was love there, mm-hmm. and um and because there is this one memory that keeps coming back to him of a carousel, mm-hmm. and just this moment of of happiness that they both had. Cause even though he is usually distant in the, in the memories, uh, you can tell he's, he's happy there. Mm-hmm. And it's probably the one memory where he was paying attention, mm-hmm. where he was happy. It's probably the last time, which is why he makes that connection. And then they open it up and, and it ties in to what she did with mm-hmm. her work because they have special needs children there yeah. and, and it's, it's available for all the children. Yeah. 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 That's really good. Yeah. Uh, should we talk about the son? Yes. That was, I think, we talked about how good he is in our review because we didn't. I, I think uh, it's nowhere in the trailers mm-hmm. of of anything about this 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 kid. There is there is two scenes, and uh-huh. it's just when he when he rents the uh, the the tractor. Well, I mean, like, yeah, you see him, but you don't get any idea. No of, information about him. About at him, all. yeah, yeah. Uh, and I mean, he's like a he's a little troublemaker. Mm-hmm. Uh, all this, and then there's this one like it. It slowly leads into it where mm-hmm. we get he's in the bathroom, and he's he's kind of doing like a diva thing in the bathroom, and he mm-hmm. goes to put on lipstick, and Jake Gyllenhaal walks in, and he gets mm-hmm. mad at him. Yeah, and it's kind well, of like, oh, that he, was interesting. He gets mad at him because he has a handgun. Oh yeah, that's but 
I I think he was about to put on the lipstick in the but mirror. But that but that's not the reason he gets upset. Well, like the I kid don't know. gets upset because he just bur- burst into the bathroom. Yeah. But like, there's a target painted on the mirror. Oh yeah. And there's a little bit of lipstick on his face, and he says, "What is that?" Mm-hmm. And you, as a viewer, think, "Oh, he's talking about the lipstick." No, he's talking oh, about I knew the he was talking about the gun sitting on the counter. I knew he was talking about the gun. Yeah. Um, which that was pretty crazy. The whole gun scene was nuts. Yeah. Uh, really nuts. But I think that was, I mean, that's, that's again, showing his numbness, mm-hmm. you know, it, having, you know, being able to say, okay, go ahead and I'm wearing a bulletproof vest, but yeah, go ahead and shoot me. Yeah. It, because he's doing this he extreme to things yeah. to feel stuff. Yeah. Like he gets a knife or not a knife, sorry, a nail. <laughs> oh yeah. It was the wrong, uh, in sound. Yeah. Knife nail. Uh, both spelled with K-N. Mm-hmm. Uh, knife, canal. Yeah. Uh, through his foot. And at first he's screaming in pain, and then he's like, "Oh, it feels so good." Yeah. God, and then when he's like, and when he guy, cleans it later, it's uh, like, "Oh my god!" And yeah. he, he's kind of like, and that's when he gets kicked out of the construction company. He's like, "Get out of here!" Yeah. This guy's well, I like crazy. when he first shows up to the construction company. They're like, oh, and he's, he's a he's a, co- he's a, co- a coke fiend or cokehead or whatever. <laughs> he's like, and they're like, "No, <laughs> that doesn't <laughs> yeah, make sense." A coke fiend doesn't pay two hundred and forty-two dollars <laughs> to, to, <laughs> to break break stuff. stuff. Yeah. Yeah, uh, pretty great. Those construction guys were funny. Yeah, they I were. Liked, I liked they those were. They ones. were good. They have these great little side characters in mm-hmm. the film. But this this son this this kid, um, yeah. Uh, then they have a moment where he asks him because they've been hanging out a lot. Yeah. And the the kid asks Jake Gyllenhaal, "Oh, do you think I'm gay?" Yeah. And it's kind of like, "Oh wow, where's this gonna go?" Right. And I think right again it goes into I mean because he's he's asking questions. Jake Gyllenhaal's like, "Oh, you know, you know, what do you?" what do you think about? And he's mm-hmm. like, Oh, I like this girl, but I also think about this boy. And, and then he says something really wild. Yep. And Jason goes, Oh, well, you that's should probably, diff- you he's should, like, that's, that's different. different. <laughs> you should probably hide that for a couple of years and then think about moving to a big city. Yeah. And I was like, Holy crap. Because again, here it's confronting a, a, something of privilege. Right. It's, he's acknowledging like, yeah, this is, you're going to have to hide this in order to not. Cause, cause life's going to be rough for you. Life's going to be rough. And I was like, Holy crap. I actually thought, um, they were going to go just a little bit different with the kid, but mm-hmm. um, still kind of similar. I thought he was he was going to be um, like a, a transgender, right. perhaps. And I thought that that would be different, at least. Mm-hmm. But I think the way that they handled having or maybe him, just a crossdresser. Yeah, like the way that they handled him having having a, a, a 15-year-old gay kid who uh, at the at the climax of the film is uh, goes out unwisely mm-hmm. and gets beat up for who he is. Yeah. Uh, which that, oh my God, I, I didn't know what was, uh, because of course they, they, they ratchet up the tension with Naomi Watts. She's on the phone and we don't know who is injured. And we yeah. know that Jake Gyllenhaal went back to the house and her, her boyfriend or whatever was there. Right. And he was just getting tired we've, of him. We've made it very clear. He's got a handgun. Yeah. And that he's just very tired of him. So, mm-hmm. and then when it's revealed that it's actually the son and he was beat up, I was like, oh my God. Yeah. Like how, t- like this is, this is bad. And, and then, rough. and it mirrors the scene where he wakes up. Oh in yeah. The hospital of afterwards. course. Like it, it's, I think it's, I think it's important for the character because it's the second time he's in a hospital. It's the second time someone he cares about has been hurt. The first time it was his wife who passed away. Mm-hmm. And then it's this, this boy that he's kind of become a surrogate father to in a yeah. way, yeah. or even just a, a good friend to just like his mother. And this is this is after he found out, you know, that he could have been a father at some point, mm-hmm. even if it wasn't his, right? And he's kind of 
coming to terms with that of he could have been a father mm-hmm. and that that was kind of taken from him uh just without his knowledge without his control and mm-hmm. he didn't have a say in it he didn't even know his wife was cheating on him and and then he's at this point where he's got to kind of come to terms with the fact that he may lose someone else again mm-hmm. after he's after he's i feel like his friendship to Naomi Watson her son or the char- or the character's son mm-hmm. Is, is like the first meaningful friendship that he's created in a long time, maybe ever in his adult life. Yeah, possibly. And and he's got to come to terms with the fact that someone else has been hurt. Mm. And I think that's one of the things that kind of helps him feel again, grieve. This is opening him up, you know? Mm. It's just... It's important. Like, that, that could have not been in the movie, but I think it's important. Mm. I think it's integral to his journey. Yeah. 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 Um, and I was a little bit worried. I mean, I didn't come away feeling this, but by having uh, a big reveal being that the wife had at least at one point for who knows how long had cheated on him, mm-hmm. uh, kind of like demonizes her unnecessarily, mm-hmm. yeah. where it makes it easier for us to go, oh, we don't care about her. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think just the fact that he does still care, yeah. like that kind of helps... Uh, make it so that she's not uh, just a just like oh this is a bad person. Yeah, he never gets angry, which I no. really appreciate. Like, yes, he's numb, but at the same time, he's very the way he's demolishing his life, the way he's looking at it and taking it apart mm-hmm. is he he comes to terms with it. He's accepting, mm-hmm. and and that's really important. Like, he doesn't go through any of the stages no. of grief. I mean, if any of them, he just stays in denial the whole time. Not even denial. I know, I it's not like even denial, but that's the closest. He's just numb. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? And that's and he gets his anger out through working. You know, he's he's trying to feel things. He, he establishes friendships. I feel like this is a really interesting, unorthodox journey. Yeah. And, uh, and overall, just a really... I think it's a great film. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah. Yeah. I'm bummed more people didn't see it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It was good. Definitely go check it out. This podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BenviewNetwork.com. <laughs>